Lee Radovanovich joins the programme live from Seattle, radio sport correspondent, of course, former New Zealand number one tennis player, and one half of the brown itch. And we thought, you know what, Rado, we've been going now for 48 hours. You get the last word on the Serena story, and then we're done. Fair enough? Fair enough. Go. What was your read on it? Disgusting, pathetic, and kind of childish and immature from Serena Williams. She is a phenomenal player, in my opinion, the best woman's player to ever play the game. She was totally at her fault. She was playing poorly. She was being outplayed. To call the umpire a thief, it's pathetic. Um, and the reaction, the you know, throwing out the sexism card, was just, I think, absolutely pathetic. It, 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 like, I think it tarnishes her reputation just a little bit. It's not the first time she's done it. She's a sore loser. She was going to lose anyway. I don't think it impacted the match that much. I thought it was pathetic. Hey, I mean, you've been around the game for a long time. You've you played at the very top level. Has there ever been the thought that the males get lighter treatment from officials? Has that always been a part of the conversation, or has it just suddenly come out of nowhere now because of Serena Williams? Totally come out of nowhere. Never had a conversation with my life in any tennis circle about anything like that. Uh, umpires aren't like that. They're just there to adjudicate the game. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. I don't I don't think... I've never heard anybody in any circle have any discussion like that. And, you know, the news coverage over here, everybody's on Serena Williams' side and saying that, you know, the umpire got it wrong and, and determined the outcome of the match. Completely disagree with that. And you've got Billie Jean King coming out who's a, one of the world's top man-haters jumping on the bandwagon as well, saying it's sexism. I'll tell you guys what sexism is. It's that the men and the women get paid the same but the women play about a third of the court time. So they get paid more. That's sexism. So we should dock guys that only play in a three-set match. Well, if you look at Novak Djokovic, the amount of hours and physical stress that he's had to put himself through to earn the same amount of money as uh, Osaka, who's getting paid more? Yeah, but an event that sells out like, like the US Tennis Open, you could argue that as many people are there to see the women as the men, therefore they're justified in getting paid the same. You could argue that, but you'd be wrong in that argument because, uh, in my opinion, the majority of the highest quality tennis where it's the closest, the best matches are on the men's side. Don't get me wrong, I like watching women's tennis from time to time and I, I make an effort to watch Serena Williams, uh, but I'll take a men's match any day of the week. Do you find that the umpires generally give the players enough rope themselves or does someone like Ramos actually inject himself into a match unnecessarily, general, in general terms? No, I don't think he interjected unnecessarily. Everybody knows the rules. If you break the rules, you get penalised. It's as simple as that. And for her and everybody else on her side and, and the American media over here to be jumping on the bandwagon, I just think is, is wrong. She was incorrect. She was losing. She lost it mentally. Simple as that. I don't think the umpire did anything wrong at all. Back up 100%. Hey Lee, is, you know we we've had some stats that have popped up in front of us, and I think Kenta, if I get this number right, was it thirty six players throughout the tournament were actually sanctioned? Yes, yeah, sa- sanctioned by the the umpires in there. So it's certainly not just her; it's certainly not just her being picked on. A heap of them, but thirty six. Well, why can't the um? Do, do you think Lee that what the players aren't controlling themselves, or are the rules too tight? Why have we? Because it seems like a really high number. I don't think it's overly high. It's kind of kind of par for the course. I mean, it's tough out there when you've got 
these guys and girls playing. They do this for a living. You know, there's big money on the line. There's big ranking points on the line. Some of them, it's the biggest matches that I've ever played in your life. And sometimes it gets to you. Sometimes the pressure gets to you. You, you know, players will break their rackets on the court, swear, you name it, swear in different languages. They get sanctioned because of it. So you know, I don't think it was it was anything out of the ordinary. But here's the point. Everybody knows the rules. If you break the rules, you got to pay the price. And I think she was fined thirteen thousand dollars. That's kind of minuscule. What about the issue of coaching? Because her first violation of the three. Let's remember she was she she gave up three violations in the one match. The first one was for coaching. Everyone knows that the coaches are having a coaching of the players. He admitted as much afterwards. Yet we're playing this dance on a daily basis about there to be no coaching. It seems like a fraud. How do they fix that? And had, did we get a watershed moment on Sunday? Uh, not a watershed moment. Everybody knows that all coaches are coaching from the side. It happens with 10-year-olds right up to the US Open final. It's just part of the deal. Everybody does it. Me personally, how do we change it? Just allow the coaching from the from the box. It may be a negative, not a positive. When a player's out there you know, with the blinkers on, pushing themselves to the limit mentally and physically, they're the ones that have got to figure the solution. They're the ones that are going to change their game plan. They're going to be the ones that... Uh, you know, increase or decrease the tempo of play to get the result they want. I don't really think you get much, if any, benefit from coaching when you're a professional. When you're a little kid, yeah, it helps. You but don't when want you're Serena I, I, Williams. I, I, I presume, though, Lee, you don't want guys yelling stuff out during matches that that may have an effect on the opponent. Why don't the coaches just sit courtside yeah. and consult with their own players in between games? Yeah, I, I, that's a possibility. Um, I don't think you want them out there all the time. Sometimes too, sometimes you can get too much information. Um, I don't mind if there's a, a gesture or some sort of signal from the coaches or they could do something at the end of sets. Every single game, I think, would be a little bit too much because tennis is a lonely sport and those people are out there, those players are out there figuring it out on the fly. And I, I think it's it's people overrate how much of an impact sideline coaching can have. So if that was to change worldwide, who who changes that and how do they push it? Uh, that would be the WTA and the ATP. They would have to go along and, and, and put in a new rule like that. I can't really see that happening. People will talk about this for another few days and then it'll just go back to normal. That's how things operate in tennis, in, in my opinion. Well, they, they won't talk about it for another few days because we've just given you the final word. Yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Lee Radovanovich. Yeah, live from Seattle. He was he was very disagreeable today. That was good stuff. Yeah. Good strong stuff. Yeah.